This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the show. We have a great one planned for you. We're going to kick things off with who were the original drag queens, right? Like, who actually were they? Somebody's got a really funny take on that, and we're going to share that with you this hour. I do want to remind you that our our dear, dear friend, Dr. James Simmons, is filling in for Michaela again today. Dr. James, thanks for being here. Hi! Uh, Hi. You know, this Michaela Gardner voice was, like, super popular yesterday. Oh my God. People loved us. I can't tell so. you how many people say to me simultaneously, we love Michaela, we miss her so much, however... You and Dr. James were vibe. You guys are, you guys are kind of fun together. <laughs> we I said, had so much fun. I right. said we're like real friends in real life. Uh, I know. It's interesting, though, because it is, listen, a professional can work with anyone, right? And you are a professional. But, Thank you, love. Uh, there is something about working with friends. Michaela's one of my mm-hmm. best friends. You're mm-hmm. a dear, dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just changes the dynamic just a little bit. It, it does. 100%. I had fun yesterday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I was I was dreading coming in. I mean, looking forward to oh, God, uh, today it. as God. well. Uh-huh. You're like, like yeah. let's not ruin it. Can, let's, let, let it live in its one place in time. One day it was right. good and then move on. And then, and then we're done. I do want to talk about, though, I just want to take this moment for those of you who have not seen this. You know, I, we talked about it yesterday. We're going to talk about it again the rest of the week. But, God. you know, our dear A.J. Gibson got Uh-oh. married. Sure and did. now, on top of that, not only is it an amazing, wonderful thing that you've committed your life to your stunningly intelligent, handsome, funny, incredible husband, mm. now husband. Yeah. But also, uh, it's going viral. <laughs> it's like having a moment right now. It's uh, We posted a video. He posted a video of uh, him walking down the aisle to me. You were there. You were in the room. It's mm-hmm. an emotional moment. We were all crying, totally. like ugly tears. Totally. And makeup totally being destroyed. <laughs> but uh, You were trying. You were you trying right? to like save the makeup through the tears. It was cute. Posted it on TikTok yesterday while we were on the show, and it's approaching 1.8 million views on TikTok right now, and over 9,000 comments. Yeah. And they're all positive. Like, I can't uh-huh. read them all, but I've read a lot. It's wild. Uh, it started happening. So there was one period yesterday wherein I think it was a, 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 a 20 minute period. We had 100,000 views. Oh, and we my we're just like, gosh. what's happening right In now? In 20 minutes. Yeah. The, so, I think the thing to me, AJ, that's so, so incredible about it is that it's been forwarded. 9,500 9, 9, times, times. People some... have shared it with somebody else. Yeah, share, yeah thank you. Queerty picked it up. Uh, yeah. Another uh, you know, a queer radio station uh, up in Canada picked it up. Uh, a, a queer travel uh, blogger down in Mexico picked it up. It's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. People people love love, yeah. right? I just think That's, full stop. It's the biggest compliment is that, sorry, I'm like That's spitting okay. yogurt out of my mouth right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's hot. Um, it's hot. Yes, so hot. <laughs> but the thing is that people are saying this is what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Like the world's dark, we needed mm-hmm. a bright spot, something to cheer mm-hmm. us up, and to see genuine love. And and 
it's not always easy to share those things, especially as queer people, especially as an interracial relationship. Like sometimes we get some blowback. Absolutely. Um, but by and large, this has been very, very, very positive. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to hang on to that. And and I just know that I you could probably speak to this too. You grew up in Nebraska, is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Ohio here. And as little queer kids, like it would have been so different if I'd seen anybody like me to look up to anybody. Well, and that's why I wanted to say thank you for, for sharing this. Oh, I mean, I know, I but, but honestly that yeah. I feel it is not only is it what the world needs now, but I think we, you know, sometimes we live in this bubble here in LA mm-hmm. where we're just like, you know, majority of people in our lives are queer or at least queer accepting yeah. or whatever. And all different kinds of races and perspectives and sure. countries and all this different thing. But for that little, those little kids from uh, Ohio, from Nebraska, like yeah. had we seen something in the 90s or 2000s, this would have completely changed things. But that's still happening today in 2022. It, so It's still happening in my hometown. So mm-hmm. it's important that people mm-hmm. are seeing this. Uh, 100%. But thank you for shining some light on it. I appreciate that, Dr. Of course, James. Babe. Uh, let's get into some weather and then some news on the beach, shall we? Uh, it's a high of 91 in D.C. today, 97 in Austin, 84 in San Fran- or Los Angeles, 62 in San Francisco, 108 in Palm Springs. Now, I know I was supposed to do news on the beat first and then do the weather, but I'm not Michaela and I'm still learning. So I'm going <laughs> to now do news on the beat. How about that? Very good, Michaela. Uh, uh, Florida's so-called don't say gay bill uh, law goes into effect July 1st uh, tomorrow and fears about the law's vague language appear to be fully justified. Signed into law by Governor Ron DeSantis in March. HB 1557, known officially as the Parental Rights and Education Bill, bans the discussion of LGBTQ topics mainly at the primary grade level. Now, teachers in Orange County, Florida, are reporting they've been told to scrape off window stickers from classrooms and remove photos of their families from their desk if they have a same-sex spouse. Stop it. This is insane. <laughs> Signage indicating the classroom is a safe space for LGBTQ students is to be taken down, and teachers will have to be report parents if a student comes out to them, and they must use <gasps> pronouns assigned at birth regardless of what the parents allow. This is infuriating. This is going to cost lives. This is so, this is, it's, it's our country rearing its ugly head again. And I know Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of pushback saying, don't say it's Handmaid's Tale because this has been happening to like marginalized people forever. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Our country's doing what it was designed to do. Yes, that part. And And this is, if anyone has ever questioned the systematic way in which folks are going about trying to eliminate LGBTQ plus folks, people of color, black folks, this is it. It, This is there. It's, they literally are systematically trying to remove us as a law in one state. It will spread to others. It's infuriating. Um, Let's just let that sit for a minute and leave it at that. That's a, that's a good story. I think we all need to, 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 as we, on one hand, talk about how, oh, cool, my TikTok's going viral for my wedding. It's a beautiful moment. But then you're looking at a state like Florida where mm-hmm. as, as of tomorrow, if I were a teacher in that state, I wouldn't be allowed to have a, a conversation. I wouldn't be allowed to show a picture. I wouldn't be allowed to have any part of that in my life. Just put yourselves in their shoes for a moment because it's happening all over the country. So let's let that settle in for mm-hmm. a moment. How about you give us a vibe of the day? I mean, my vibe, I feel like my vibe of the day should be like, let that juxtaposition just yeah. settle in, right? Yeah. This conversation that we had. But uh, your vibe of the day, take this with you today, please, regardless of what's going on. Whether you are doing good or bad, people are always going to talk. So you might as well keep doing you and focusing on what is in your control. Amen. B. Channel Q. If I were to ask you, like, who's like the original drag queen? What would your answer be? Mm. 
So I'd originally go to like our protesting mothers, probably. So like whoever inspired Sylvia Rivera or Marsha P. Johnson, who totally. were probably trans, but also performed as drag queens. Yeah. So like that's where I would go. Some people, like literally some people, if you're not really paying attention, might be like RuPaul Charles or like uh-huh. Lady Bunny. They might like think like sure. or, or Divine. Like uh, th- yeah, that's, oh, that's there you go. another yeah. icon. Very good. Um, and and you wouldn't be totally wrong. They they're all sort of the first in in what they did the way they did it, mm-hmm. and and kind of made a name for themselves. Uh, in an era where drag queens were not a dime a dozen, they weren't famous like they are now. Mm-hmm. Drag queens now are literally like pop stars. It's crazy. There are so many, and I'm I'm out here for it. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. I gag like I, I I could I could meet gosh I, Jennifer Aniston and be like. Good to see you, hey, Jen. Girl. Right, but you like all of a sudden Shangela walks by, oh or Eureka, God. or like dying. What, why am I naming the entire cast of uh, We're Here? <laughs> of We're um, Here. But I was just gonna say Jada Bob, Essence Hall. Bob's I like mean, my Jinx number Monsoon, one. Any right, of right, them. Right. Bob the drag queen's iconic. Or Trixie Mattel has four hundred TV shows right now. Yes, like and, you can't and, help it. And a motel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, Trixie but, Mattel. Uh, these memes going viral are really interesting because they're showing how our, our founding fathers were actually really our drag mothers. <gasps> and it kind of makes Stop. sense. Now, somebody uh, put out a tweet uh, that got a lot of traction. It says, if you think it's weird for grown men to put on wigs, heels, rouge, and stockings, I have bad news for you about the founding fathers. George Washington, could he be our original drag mother? What? Like, think about it. They wore, oh my God, he's, oh my God, you guys. There is a picture of George Washington in this document. Watch his eyes. Uh, his eyes no, move. No, it moved. Stop. It's a still picture. Ah, it's and his eyes again. just rolled at me. <gasps> I just now saw that for the first time. I didn't see this when I looked at the article earlier. <laughs> I said, was George Washington our, our drag mother? And he rolled his eyes. Uh, he said, girl. Can he's like, get, why are you even asking this question? Don't you know who I is? Can we get this picture up on our Instagram? <laughs> if it can, if it's, it's, oh, it's so wild. Wait, is this the actual meme? I mean, there's a pe- people have put out the words that are like, if you think it's weird for grown men to put on wigs, heels, rogue, rouge, Jesus, James, and stockings, I have bad news for you about the founding fathers. But then there's this picture. Mm-hmm. This isn't the picture that's gone viral, is it? The rolling of the He's eyes. Rolling and George eyes. This is super creepy, especially because we're, you know, we're going to talk about AI and, oh, and like, this is and a thing. And 4th of July weekend is coming up. Uh, like, all these things that we think we know, like, these guys were also wearing heels. Mm-hmm. Right? They sure were. Heels. Full makeup, full wigs. Yet, somehow, now drag queens are the problem. Uh- <laughs> Right. You know what I think? You know I think people have a problem with drag queens. It's kind of the same reason that people have a problem with with queer people. Um is because we express ourselves. Mhm. And they're so afraid. They're so insecure and inside their in their heads about self-expression and bending gender norms and whatever else that this terrifies them. 100%. Like if you, we talked about this yesterday. You wore a dress to our wedding and you looked stunning. Thank you, I talked to my brother-in-law, Jerry, about this last night, my sister, Chris. We were talking mm-hmm. about how great you looked. Um, and Jerry saying how nice your shoulders looked. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thanks, Jer. And <laughs> in that room, in that space, it was nothing but love. Right. But right. if you stepped into other scenarios or even maybe around the resort, mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably got a couple of looks from people like who maybe weren't there with our group and understanding and supportive oh, of, yeah. of queer love. But you're not the first to do it. You're not the no. last. And and George Washington and others were doing this hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you you can't. What what's the saying? I, I I'll never. I always screw it up. But you can't. You can't be what you can't see. And I think the you know I've always thought. Regard, you know, I still identify as a cisgender man, mm-hmm. but I've always like loved wearing heels and dresses, yeah. like, and those things should be able to go together. But until other people, including our drag queen founders and foremothers, but folks just 
expressing who they are and just wearing whatever they want. Jonathan Van Ness is a huge inspiration yes. for me. And John, when JVN was sort of like, look, this is who I is and this is what I'm going to wear, uh-huh. I was also like, why can't, literally, James, why can't I just do that? And it's not an everyday thing for me because I don't want it to be. But when sure. I do want it to be, it is. Honey, you better believe I look so sickening in some six-inch like patent leather like boots. Because <laughs> then you're seven foot I four. Do. <laughs> I, my legs look good in them. And <laughs> and sometimes we put them on from time to time, have have our, our friends come over and we have a little you know uh, runway little show. Geeky, of course. Get the fans out and do uh-huh. what we do. Um, but yeah, you, you can't be what you can't see or whatever it is, right. however you worded it. And I think that it's what, inspires me so much about my husband and he wore that veil that train mm. in our wedding when i saw him turn that corner this is why it's going viral right now because i, I literally tears welled up my eyes and i was so turned on by his courage yeah to do something different 100%. that's hot and uh more of that please and and if and if, and if you gotta take a take a pointer or two from our founding fathers go for it the morning beat with aj gibson and michaela gordon channel q True story, we hired an aerialist to perform at our after party at our wedding, you mm-hmm, saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were trying to come up with like songs for her to perform to. And like the week before the wedding, we were still working on this. And I just randomly burst out singing, I believe I can fly. Oh, and Neil goes, no. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and I was like, why? What's going on? Well, you're going to tell us what's going on and what's uh-huh. popping. Yeah, this is absolutely a, a conversation that lots of people have, right? Do you still listen to R. Kelly or not? I am definitely on the not train with this uh, because disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly, if you did not hear yet, was sentenced to 30 years in prison yesterday following his conviction on federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. So the prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence Kelly 55 right now to more than 25 years behind bars, while his defense attorneys were saying maybe 10 or fewer uh, that 30 years is going to be tantamount to a life sentence because he would be 85 when he would get out, though possibly eligible for parole sooner than that. Um, You know, those who were against Kelly and uh, unfortunately victims of his abuse uh, held uh, vigils and were praying outside of the courtroom, uh, quote, saying you left in your wake a trail of broken lives, which we know very much to be true. Um, The judge in determining this sentence considered Kelly's own traumatic childhood, during which his attorney said he was repeatedly sexually abused by a family member. And a landlord, unfortunately. The judge went on to say, it may explain, at least in part, what led to your behavior, but it most surely is not an excuse. This is definitely um, maybe at least partial vindication for a lot of people who have yeah. been uh, involved with R. Kelly's um, you know, sexual assault and abuse and racketeering and sex trafficking, something that we have known about since the 90s, mm-hmm. and it has taken this long for action to happen and unfortunately it's because R. Kelly is such a high profile person and there's been so much work for so long, almost 30 years to try to bring this man to justice I really hope that this can set a precedent for other people who are victims of sexual assault that it won't take 30 years Yeah, it's the human in me can empathize with his experience as a child and being abused Sure, right? I get that Uh, but we can walk and chew gum at the same time he should be in prison for 30 years and while he's there hopefully get some sort of counseling yeah. so that so that he can become a better human and his soul can be you know washed clean or whatever uh, he needs uh, but first and foremost these victims are getting some justice and that's really important yeah it's it's super important and and R Kelly was actually given an opportunity to speak um, after the sentencing um, and 
didn't really say anything, just, you know, had something to say in terms of logistics to the judge. That was about it, um, mm. but was clearly um, shocked and stunned. And regardless of the 30 years in prison, you cannot undo the harm that he caused. Absolutely not. Uh, coming up in News on the Beat in just a few minutes, uh, did President Joe Biden just signal that he's willing to throw out the filibuster? Uh, details next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. In breaking news, is it possible that Joe Biden is ready to finally throw out the filibuster to protect women's rights? Uh, He spoke on it just moments ago. Take a listen. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception for this, require an exception to the filibuster for this action. It's a big, big statement. He has not said something like that uh, yet. He's always stood by the fact that we need to uphold the filibuster. But he said if there's an exception to be made in this one case, just like uh, equal rights, there are certain things that are Mm non-negotiable. And I want that for my president. I want that from the Democratic Party. I feel like they've been lacking a spine for too long, and I'm a blue-blooded liberal. Um, But they get outmaneuvered at every turn by the Republican Party recently, and it's frustrating. So I feel good about this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and now's the time for Congress to strike on this, too, particularly because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who have been blocking this initially or at least feeling some kind of way about the filibuster, also are feeling some kind of way about Dobbs, right, and the overturning of Roe. And so if we have them sort of on the side of doing what needs to be done, if if they can, I feel like, uh, what's his name, Law Roach, doing what needs, needs to, to be, be done. done. You've made a Law Roach reference two I, days in a two, row. Twice in it's a row. Amazing. Can you tell I'm catching up on Legendary right it's now? So but good. if we do if we do what needs to be done, even if it's just for this one moment and mm-hmm. this this one situation, uh, we we absolutely need to do that. And I'm 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm proud of Joe for at least coming out and saying this. It is signaling to Congress that they need to act and they need to act quickly. Well, and he's signaling to women that we give an f yeah. that we care about your your or, your. I mean, if we did, we would have right. done something before. I but, know, I hear uh, you. Um, but also they've got Susan Collins, who sounds like she would also vote to do this as well from the Republican Party. Uh-huh. Possibly Lisa Murkowski. Maybe Murkowski. Yeah. Um, they've said like, listen, we were lied to by all these all these Trump nominees. No. They all lied to our faces. Stop. And here we are. Uh, if hey, if you could have predicted this years ago when Donald Trump was elected, raise your hand. Right. Yep. All of our hands are up. Ding, 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 I mean, ding, it's, ding, it's, ding. it's <laughs> oh, but don't worry. When he gets elected, it won't be a big deal. He's not coming for everyone's rights. He yeah. won't do any of that stuff. When he yeah. says he wants to grab w- women by their pee, he was just kidding. Just yeah, you just guys are overreacting. Casual sexual assault, no big fine. deal, no, no biggie. Yeah. Ah, uh, coming up this hour on the morning beat. Uh, it's therapy Thursdays, and we're going to sort of talk through ways to cope with. Uh, a letdown after something large happens in your life, a big event. You know, I just got married. You were there in Mexico celebrating with us, James. It's been a bit of a come down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, from all the celebratory like expressions of love uh, and all the beauty of Mexico to now settle back into like everyday life. It's an adjustment. <laughs> it's so, hard. so if you can relate to that, if there's if there's something that's happened in your life and you're still trying to kind of move on from it or or get over the excitement of it all, we're going to be joined by um, a therapist today for Therapy Thursdays coming up in about 12 minutes. So stick around for that. Currently, though, it's time for some news on the beat. So I'll get right to it. Uh, the CDC urges vaccines for gay men following the meningitis outbreak. Now, we talked about monkeypox yesterday. Now it's meningitis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CDC, uh, they're urging men who have sex with men to get vaccinated against bacterial meningitis. 
following an outbreak in Florida that already ranks among the worst in the country. Health officials have reported that there have been at least 26 cases and seven deaths among gay and bisexual men in the state, with Latinos making up about half of those being affected by the disease. This is according to the the Associated Press. Uh, While the strain affecting gay and bi men is caused by serogroup C, there is an unrelated serogroup B cluster that has emerged among college students in one Florida county. What is a serogroup? What does that mean? It's it's sort of like the the type of of variant, if you will, is sort it. of the easiest way to think about it. The the only thing I will say right now is if you are in uh, Florida or anywhere near these meningitis outbreaks, meningitis is absolutely not something to play with. Everyone should go and get some sort of vaccine. There are two of them. Talk to your healthcare provider about which one is going to be right for you. Please just go do it. Meningitis is no joke. Well, it's interesting because we were talking about monkeypox yesterday, and that's getting a lot of press right now. Mm-hmm. But there's only been one death from monkeypox in the United States so far that mm-hmm. we know of, I believe. Right. And now there are, what, seven or eight or nine here? Yeah. In, so this, in a very small cluster of people. Like meningitis is done. It is an infection of the fluid that holds your brain and the fluid in your spine. Like, wow. how much more serious can that get? Don't mess with it. Uh, the most recent round of primary elections this week saw wins for LGBTQ lawmakers in at least three states ahead of November's general election. Former meteorologist Eric Sorensen won the Democratic primary for Illinois' 17th congressional district, putting them on track to be the first out LGBTQ lawmaker ever elected to Congress from the state. In Colorado, incumbent Governor Jared Polis will defend his seat against Republican nominee Heidi uh, Ganahi. Uh, I put a little phlegm in that. Heidi Ganahi. Elsewhere in the state, incumbent state representative Brianna Titone, uh, the first transgender person to serve in the Colorado legislature, will now face Republican nominee Christina Carlino in the race to represent Colorado's 27th. Uh, Oklahoma State Representative Marie Turner, the first non-binary person elected to any state legislator. Come now, on, Oklahoma. Hey, the, the good news continues. I mean, wow. Oklahoma. Love it. You met my family from Oklahoma. Yeah. They were all at the wedding. Yeah, They're love lovely. It. In Utah, State Senator Derek Kitchen, uh, the only out LGBTQ member of the state's legislature, leads challenger Dr. Jennifer Plum by two points. That primary has not yet been called. Oh, I love little bright spots of good news because I mean, it, there hasn't been a lot for our community this year. Seriously, pretty in good the middle stuff. of all of this. But you, we have to think about these things happen on a local level and then expand yep. larger. So these, the smaller things like this are really important. Speaking of bright spots, it's bright and sunny in Palm Springs today. A high of 108, uh, 84 here in Los Angeles, 97 in Austin, Texas, 91 in our nation's capital, and 62 in San Francisco. San Francisco, pull it together. <laughs> It's July, honey. San Francisco's lovely in September and October. It's just weird in the summer. (laughs) Everywhere else. It is what it is. How about a vibe of the day? Whether you're doing good or bad, listen, people always gonna talk. So you might as well keep doing you and focusing on what is in your control. I love that. Therapy Thursday is coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for Therapy Thursdays. I'm going to go solo on this one for a couple of reasons. One, Dr. James Simmons had to step out because he's famous and he has to do a uh, television uh, appearance uh, for KTLA News as a medical professional because he's amazing and he's so good at it. So he's actually somewhere right now uh, in another room uh, appearing via Zoom uh, thanks to technology. So he's not here for this. It's just me, which is pretty perfect because I'm personally going through some 
post-event blues right now. My wedding was just this last week in Mexico. We had 100 people there. We planned this thing, thing for a year. And now that it's over, there have been a lot of emotions that not just myself and my husband, but our guests are also managing right now. So here to help us sort of make sense of those uh, is Hillary Weinstein, who um, is the founder of HLW Therapy. Hillary, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm great. Um, and congratulations on thank your you. wedding. Thank you. Thank you. It's 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 been an interesting journey. And so for me, it's about my wedding. But speak to our listeners a bit about coming down from a major life event that is maybe filled with love and beauty and excitement. It could be a vacation or, or, or maybe it is a wedding. Maybe it is a graduation. And you put so much time and effort into this exciting thing. But when it's over, is it normal to feel a little bit blue? It is 100% completely normal to experience blues after an event, a birthday party, a wedding, a vacation. I mean, all of these things, they, like you said, they're filled with love and celebration and they're an escape from reality that you're able to just be and just be in love and having fun. So, of course, it's totally normal on like in the literal sense of just coming back to reality and having to like return to work um, after all of that. But there's also like a natural physiological dip after the dopamine rush that comes with the big celebration. Ooh, talk about that. There's, there's actually something you're saying physically happening inside of our bodies after we come down from a major high. Yeah, for sure. I mean, physiologically, there's a lot going on um, when we're planning something big that we're looking forward to. Like, it takes a lot of hard work and planning, and our cortisol levels are going to be high because we're stressed and excited, and then we finally get relaxed when that event happens, and we're just there and present, and that is such a dopamine rush, and all of this, and just having all these happy feelings and then after it's the kind of like grander scheme sunday scaries like well yeah okay that's over what do i do now no the sunday scaries Um, we joke about that all the time and 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 it's it's going back to life as normal after like a fun weekend this is even you know uh, multiplied by the fact that we are all in mexico this tropical location 100 people for my friends and family and it's not just my emotions and my husband's emotions that we're finding. We're finding that our guests are reaching out. My sister called me after she saw our first wedding photo, and she left me a voicemail. She cried for an entire minute. My my stepmother yeah. cried when she said, I've never had so much fun in my entire life. It's the first time she's ever left the country. She was 71 years old, and it was just a beautiful moment. So what are some, oh coping, what are some coping mechanisms uh, for, for anybody coming down from a major high to kind of get back on track? Yeah, well, it's it's really easy to lose sight of whether it's like taking your wedding, for example, whether it's you and your husband or family members, everyone who had an emotional investment in this was really excited and had a a high buildup that led to the event being the ultimate high. And it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that this event wasn't like a finish line because there's all this planning that goes involved mm. and it seems, I mean, it is in some sense 
a finish line, right? After all that work, planning and excitement. Um, and everyone wants to relive that high because of that dip. Yeah. Afterwards by like looking at pictures and, and videos and everyone's just trying to like get another hit of that rush by doing that. Um, but it's important to step away and realize that like as beautiful of a celebration it was and all the love and how all those positive feelings, it wasn't a finish line. It wasn't Mm. like the end of anything. If you can step back and look at it as really the beginning, I mean, in this example, the wedding, yes, it was a huge celebration and super fun, but it wasn't, that's not where it ends. I, well, I love the, that perspective. The wedding was. Yeah, because I yeah, think. Yeah, the, the, I, I mean, the, well, no, I the feel, wedding was celebrating the beginning. Yes, and, well, we, and we've been together for 10 years, but, but at our wedding, there were many people who met each other for the very first time old friends and family who have never, Mm -hmm. the paths have never crossed. They're all over the, all over the country. And so a lot of new friendships were founded and formed. I think that's really, it's really great advice to view, like flip the script on the perspective a bit, to see it as not the end of something, but the beginning of something else. It's definitely an exciting journey uh, that we're starting right now. Before we let you go, I'm kind of curious, and this is again, a personal question and, and something that's been relayed to me by so many of our guests. I've in my heart, I've never felt this intense about anything in my life. Like it feels oftentimes mm-hmm. I get so, so overcome with joyous emotions that are also like really close to sorrowful emotions and moments, but mostly joy and love mm-hmm. that it feels like my heart's going to explode. Like, honestly, I've never felt, I didn't know that like kind of love is possible. And that's what my friends and family are saying too. Like we didn't know this kind of a love was possible, especially with everything we've all been through these last few years. Um, is that yeah. is, is something actually physically happening when we feel like literally our hearts are about to beat out of our chest? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but absolutely, there's a there's a physiological experience there, but there's also, I mean, I could bore you with kind of like the <laughs> physiological science of that, but I think more importantly, towards your point of like coping and new beginnings is it's not just a new beginning for you and your husband in like moving forward with your marriage and all that's going to come with that with everyone who met each other and formed new friendships that doesn't have to stop at your wedding mm-hmm. numbers can be exchanged like i at my cousin's wedding last year i met for the first time one of my other cousin's girlfriends and was obsessed with her i was like you are you need to be a best friend of mine. Yes. And I we, love exchange, it. we exchange numbers and we talk all the time. Oh, so like so for good. everyone, it's just kind of finding that like jump off point to continue that love. I love, I love the advice. It's really actually a new beginning. Um, you are uh, incredible. You're a licensed clinical social worker. We appreciate your expertise. Hillary Weinstein, also founder of HLW therapy. Uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to get more tips and tricks? Um, thank you so much. Um, they can find me uh, on my Instagram, which would be at HLW Therapy. And then from there, there's links to all the other platforms, website, TikTok, etc. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm feeling better already. <laughs> thank you.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. This could go down as one of the <laughs> creepiest ideas of use of technology I've ever heard of. Amazon has revealed that Alexa, you know Alexa, no, or we love her. She's on my nightstand. How may I help you? Well, I, I say, I say, I don't think there's one in here right now, so I can say it. I say, Alexa, play rain sounds on loop. So then they play rain sounds all night long while I sleep every uh-huh. single night. That's what. That's all I use Alexa for, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Are you now, one of those people that also like? I just talk to Alexa randomly. Like I'll be in traffic and I'll be like, Alexa, please make the traffic move. No, it's weird. <laughs> Just, I know she can't. You no, know what I mean. My husband does that. He thinks she's his friend. He also had her. He had her voice changed to like Issa Rae for a while, and I was like, "This uh, is really weird." Uh huh. Um, and then he had some like British dude for a while, uh-huh. and he was. I'm like, "Can you get Alexa back?" I don't know who these people are. I don't. Chris has uh, a South African voice right now for Siri in our house, and can't. I think just because he thinks it's sexy or whatever, I can't I'm, do I it. Know, I can't. Can't do it. Well, Amazon now has revealed that Alexa could soon imitate voices of people's dead loved ones. Stop it. Come on. They showed off the <laughs> experimental feature during the annual Mars conference uh, a couple days ago, yesterday actually, and uh, they think this could be a, the thing of the future. They said the one thing that surprised me most about Alexa is the companionship relationship we have with it. In this companionship role, human attributes of empathy and, af- and affect are key to building trust, mm. which is why they want to take mm. it one step further mm. and say, what if you could get a bedtime story read to mm. in your grandmother's voice? Wouldn't you want that? Uh, what? So many things go immediately. The like medical professional in me goes to uh, grieving, right? Because I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I lost my dad on February fifteenth, and so I'm in these like weird stages of grieving. And I'm in I'm in a pretty good place with it right now, but I still like have his voicemails, and I haven't been able to like go back and listen to some of his voicemails, right? Mm. Where there's a couple of videos on my social media where he talks. I'm like I can't look at those videos, yeah. right? So. 
part of me wonders about like if if you have a a, a a loved one who's died and then you're using their voice, is it stunting your ability to properly grieve for that person, right? Like if you're constantly like, oh, let me just talk to dad. And literally if I'm like, dad, turn down the lights. And then my dad's voice comes on as like the lights are turned down. Like I, something psychologically yeah. in that, not to take this to like a weird level, but something psychologically is like, not only do they want us to develop a relationship with this like very AI sort of thing, mm-hmm. but then you're in your brain, you're actually developing a relationship with someone you already had a relationship with. And to me, that feels, I mean, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to AI stuff, but to me that feels dangerous and almost like inappropriate. Like almost like you can't let people move past where they need to be Listen, past with their grieving. One of my favorite series of all time is Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. the remake. And the, those, those, those replicas, the Cylons, are so realistic. And I was like, this is insane. But then I watched it and I was it's like, what, what does keep us from being replicated as robots? And, and all of a sudden, once you have empathy and compassion and all those things start to be implanted into AI, what's the difference now? And There is none. Exactly. And that's the thing. <laughs> that's the weird thing. Right, and, right. and it sounds futuristic and far off and out there and, and, and hokey, but it's actually very, very real. Uh-huh. And if you don't have the ability to process in time... A, a major loss like what does that do now proponents of ai would say well this is going to go even further we can actually at one point recreate you know robots that that are your no, loved ones or no. or virtual images that, that are your loved ones so maybe you don't have to suffer that's going to be the selling point and that i think that's mm. a very very slippery slope that worries me yeah yeah the slippery slope absolutely came to mind for me as well that this is this is going to go into a place where we don't necessarily want it to but also think about can you imagine i mean we talked we looked at this at star Wars, star trek or whatever like talking to a computer we thought that would never happen no if you watch an episode of star trek from 1965 or whatever uh, you know captain kirk and, and spock back back in the day old uh-huh, school star old trek school. they've got ipads iphones uh-huh. everything scanners they had it all and it was just like pieces of like wood or cardboard at the time but it's all real now uh and don't even get me started on hieroglyphics and like in cave paintings and things like that, where it looks like Egyptians are looking at iPads. Right. It, it, maybe it's all happened before. Maybe it shouldn't happen again. Just my thoughts. I mean, the next thing we're gonna do is have like gay marriage or something. What? The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. All right, so I've been loving Jamie Foxx for many years. Uh, he's a good, good friend of a dear friend of mine, Portia Coleman. They worked together on a show recently on Netflix. Uh, he's just a very kind, very nice person. And now I love him even more. Tell us why, James. Oh, What's popping? What is popping? As I am so excited about this. I very rarely get like, uh, you know, starstruck or whatever. But I feel like this person would be, absolutely be someone that I would be starstruck if I met in person. And thank you, Jamie Foxx, for bringing none other than Cameron Diaz back to the silver screen. Come on. She's coming out of retirement. If you did not know this and you're wondering, that's right, I haven't seen Cameron Diaz in a while. She retired from Hollywood officially in 2018, but really like years before, she hadn't really done much. Well, Jamie Foxx is now co-starring with our good friend Cameron Diaz. Has in a new Netflix film called Back in Action. How perfect is that? The title. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I love it. And it's also from the title, it's an action flick. So not only do we get to see Cameron Diaz again. Well, she was we, a Charlie's Angel. I was just going to yeah. say, we get to see her throw back to her Charlie's Angels kind of days and like kick some earth on screen. I am very, very excited about this. Um, Jamie Foxx said, Art, right, 
Cameron Diaz said in, in, in an Instagram story, Jamie, only you could get me back into action. How super cute. They're apparently supposed to be friends outside of all of this as well. Well, also, according to this article, I didn't realize the last film she did was with him, and it was Annie. In 2004. Oh, my Or 14, gosh. I mean. 14. Was that Kavanjade Wallace? That's when, yeah. That was that long ago? Whoa. That's oh, eight whoa. years ago. That's bonkers. And <laughs> that makes something, there old. must have been some chemistry there because he's he's gotten her out of retirement. I love Cameron Diaz. You know what I hope? Remember a couple years ago when Ray Zellweger came back and she played uh, Judy Garland and uh-huh. she won the Oscar for it? Uh-huh. I was, I was, I think she won the Golden Globe too. I was there when it happened. I was in the room and it was an incredible moment. Sure. And she had been kind of like, left on the side of the road for years uh-huh. not working she had some interesting like work done on her face years ago and people thought she looked crazy mm-hmm. she looks just like she's always looked again now right. um but people thought like she was dead in the water and then she came back and won an oscar i would love to see cameron diaz have like a resurgence because she's just a likable uh-huh. likable actress and you don't hear you never heard anything about her you never heard Nothing anything negative. In, right no one's like oh i hate working with cameron or so she, she's such a diva and it's interesting because she's like a tall skinny blonde woman mm-hmm. so it'd be really easy to hate on her you know mm-hmm. what i mean she's got everything right right but yet I, i've never it's almost like she was on Charlie's Angels with Drew Barrymore. She's another one of those characters. Yep. Everybody loves Drew Barrymore. Absolutely. Everybody loves Lucy Liu, too. All yep, for it. Yep. They, should, they should do another Charlie's Angels. <gasps> oh, my God. You're, let's manifest it. AJ, put it out into the universe. You heard it here first on Channel Q. We are manifesting a brand new Charlie's Angels, maybe with those same three and yes, one other. I feel like we course. need to somebody else, too. No. You. Sure. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of News on the Beat. Sorry, I'm an emotional wreck right now because our second piece of wedding content just went up and my husband posted the video on Instagram and TikTok of him singing to me during our vows. And ooh, ooh, ooh. There, we're all a little bit teary-eyed in here. And uh. even the moment at the time, there was not a dry eye in the entire house, not to use the cliche, but it was so very true because it was a surprise for everyone yeah. and for you. Right, AJ? Yeah, Michaela actually gave him vocal lessons. In the weeks leading up to our oh, wedding, stop it! They were. I, I would see him get a random text from her from time to time, and I was like, "Something's up." And I, I wanted him to sing to me. It's my favorite thing in the world when he mm. sings to me. He's got a beautiful voice, mm-hmm. and I was hoping he would do it at the wedding, but I had no idea. I thought it might happen at the reception or something. Sure. I never imagined he would just start singing during our vows. Mm-hmm. He pulls out a little harmonica and gets his note, and then goes hysterical and acapella completely, no track, nothing. Uh-huh. Stunning, and it, it was it was unbelievable. Like I think we were all just like, "Oh my God, is he actually going to sing during the ceremony?" And then he did, and it was so beautiful. And so, and just seeing your reaction to it, and Emil like fight back tears while he's singing. I just and, wish I could sing. I wish uh, I could sing. Like I think it's the coolest gift in the world. One hundred percent. Be able to sing. Wait till you see the content of Michaela singing at our wedding. Uh, That's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a surprise appearance by my little sister that Michaela had planned. That was sneaky. The moment. And Michaela, when she gets back here next week, I'm gonna tell her too many, too many emotions. Uh huh. She's a little too sneaky. She's a little uh, bit too too much going on behind the scenes. So head over to my TikTok and Instagram and uh, AJ Gibson, obviously, and check out the videos. They're really, really sweet and a, a, just a really great reminder that like queer love is love and uh, that it matters. You it, know, it does, the especially reactions. in light of the news today. Well, especially because. Down in the state of Florida, let's get into news on the beat. Uh, the Don't Say Gay Bill law goes into effect tomorrow, and fears about the law's vague language appear to be fully justified. This was signed into law by Governor Ron DeSantis in March, um, and it's officially known as the Parental Rights and Education Bill. 
Uh, no, now teachers in Orange County, Florida, are reporting they've been told to scrape off window stickers from classrooms and remove photos of their families from their desks if they have a same-sex spouse. This is disgusting. Uh, signage indicating a classroom is a safe space for LGBTQ plus students is to be taken down. And teachers will have to report to parents if a student comes out to them, and they must use pronouns assigned at birth, regardless of what the parents allow. It's disgusting, it's hateful, it's ignorant, and it's arrogant. And it's just, it's going to cost lives. Yeah, 100%. That's a proven, proven fact. And in fact, speaking of, if you want to go to a place, if you want to support, if you kind of don't know what to do about this, the Trevor Project is always a fantastic resource for LGBTQ youth, um, the the leading resource for that in terms of mental health and suicide prevention. And they are going to have their work cut out for them, unfortunately, with Mm -hmm. all of these kiddos in Florida right now. So support the Trevor Project because feels like we can't do anything else right now. Well, the 83-year-old Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer says he will officially retire from the nation's highest court today at noon eastern time that's in about 49 minutes from right now uh, allowing the nation's first black female justice katanji brown jackson to get sworn in and take his place it's a monumental moment Mm -hmm. Uh, briar has served on the court since 1994 he was appointed by bill clinton i believe and has voted with the majority in some of the most consequential lgbtq plus cases in modern in the modern era now, currently, the court has a six to three conservative liberal split, a worrying prospect seen as the conservative justices have signaled their willingness to overturn the rulings in Lawrence versus Texas and a Burgerfell v. Hodges, uh, which could be next on the docket for them as they've already overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, you described the court perfectly off air moments ago. Uh, and what did you say about them? Hot mess? No. No, no, no. They're, they're activist judges. Uh, yes. These Republicans appointed by Trump, two mm-hmm. of which were stolen, by the mm-hmm. way, from the Democrats, from mm-hmm. Obama and uh, Joe Biden. Um, they're activist judges. Mm-hmm. And the things, it's so funny what the Republican Party has accused liberals of doing for decades. They do constantly. activist judges, right. They and even, constantly even do. Now there was a, you know, we didn't add this into the news on the beat, but there's ruling that reverses some a, a Environmental Protection Act oh, yeah. restrictions that Makes were going on Makes it more right difficult now. to fight uh, climate change. Like, uh-huh. what exactly do conservatives, like, what do they want to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they want to happen it's, to all of us? They want to stay in control. This is all about power and control. It's At the not detriment about the of people. humanity? Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not impacting them right now. So why even worry about it? Again, log cabin Republicans. Yeah, where you, you guys, at? Are you paying attention? Hey, girls. What's going on? Hello. Oh, let's get into... Speak, speaking of climate change... A little bit of weather. How hot is it? Yeah, it's, well, it's 110 <laughs> in Cathedral City. If you're in the Coachella Valley today, uh, make sure you stay cool, stay hydrated. Uh, it's 84 here in LA, a high of, 80, high of 85 in Denver, 75 in Seattle. I love Seattle. Mm-hmm. And 87 in Miami. My perfect day. Somewhere between seventy-seven and eighty-three, Ooh. right? I, I could have said eighty. That would have been, but I, but I have a wider range. No, I, I enjoy all of it. <laughs> a five, five, what is that? A six-degree range? Yeah, yeah why not? I'm versatile. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm verse. <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, hey, there verse, you have it. Verse without one, though. How about a vibe of the day? Whether you're doing good or bad, you listen, said weather. <laughs> weather, right? Verse without weather. Uh, whether you're doing good or bad, people are always gonna talk. So you might as well keep doing you and focus on what is in your control. Amen. Coming up in about seven minutes from right now, it's What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. Oh, That's convenient. He's I already that. here. I love that guy. He's so great. We're talking about a new monkeypox <laughs> mutation that you need to know about to stay safe. Coming up next. B-Morning B. Channel Q. 
It's time for another round of What the Health, and this is very, very convenient because we happen to have a nurse practitioner, Dr. James Simmons, in studio today, filling in for Michaela Gordon. Burr, 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 burr. Thanks so much for being here, as always. I knew you were good at the health stuff, but you're really good at the other stuff, too. Well, thank you very entertainment, much, AJ. Entertainment that journalist? the world. I know. I, how much fun has that no, been? Like, I love it. I love it. Thank you're you. Good. Well, like, maybe I got a new career. It's easy to talk mm. about Cameron Diaz. We all I mean, love her. Hello, right. Um, let's talk monkeypox again. Uh, this oh, virus-causing monkeypox outbreak has now mutated it's spreading easier what's going on what do we need to know yeah so this this thing is is causing a little bit more drama than i think we initially thought so <laughs> yeah. there are two right well because monkeypox in and of itself is it's nothing like covid in terms of how transmissible or contagious it is right so monkeypox has been endemic meaning it's lived it it has an annual cycle. It happens a lot in different countries, but it's never really happened endemic wise in other like European countries or here in North America. So this outbreak likely started at two different events, very separate. Uh, one was a, a leather event in Antwerp, Belgium. Mm. The other one was a pride type event in the Canary Islands. Also probably a little bit of leather involved, but maybe less because of the tropical climate. Because it's, you know, yeah. it's a little hot there, right? Um, and so it is spread from there, there are two different strains of monkeypox that we have found here in the United States and as a part of this sort of global outbreak that's happening right now. One of them is much more prevalent than the other. The good news about that is that the one that's more prevalent is much, much less fatal. It has a all like mortality of about 1%. And as far as we know, we've really only had like one death related to this monkeypox outbreak as far as we know at this point. Here's the issue. That one sort of variant has mutated a lot more than we thought it had and has become much more contagious. So that probably stems from an outbreak that happened around 2018, 2019 in Nigeria, which is where this strain has come from. And so scientists in Portugal took a look at this and they were like, all right, we got these two different strains and this monkeypox outbreak seems to be like acting a little bit differently than we thought it would. Let's do some genetic sequencing on this. And oh my gosh, they did genetic sequencing. And what they found is that, whoa, 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 whoa. This thing is mutated like 50 times, wow. which is way more than we thought it would. And those mutations are allowing it to be more contagious. So what does that mean going forward? Well, we're not totally sure yet because what we're finding is that these outbreaks are still seemingly somewhat contained. They still require prolonged skin-to-skin -skin contact, which can happen during sex, obviously. It can also happen on a dance floor, yeah. right? So you're rubbing up against somebody and you are feeling the vibe and you're there and you're maybe you're high or something. Who knows? But you're rubbing up on somebody on a dance floor for 20 minutes. That's prolonged skin-to-skin -skin contact, mm. right? Contact with the contaminated uh, source like bedding or clothing, again, prolonged or prolonged contact with the respiratory droplets of someone who is infected. So that still remains the, pr the primary modes of, of transfer for this. We don't think yet, but we're not sure, that it has mutated to be a sexually transmitted disease. This is still not qualified as a sexually transmitted disease, even though you hear so much in the media mm -hmm. that people are getting this probably because they're having sex with each other. Well, what happens when you have sex with someone? It is prolonged, prolonged skin, skin to skin, skin contact. Well, I'm curious to know because from all accounts, we, we, we're pretty sure that we know where COVID-19 started, mm -hmm. started in China, mm -hmm. as far as we a know. Lab. Right, right. Yeah. right? <laughs> Who knows? Conspiracy theories That's aside. That's a whole other, right, right. And, and then you mentioned monkeypox, uh, Central Afri Africa. Uh -huh. um, it, so 
my fear is when, when we get th- this information is that people, white people, tend to get a little mm-hmm. bit racist with it. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, they're coming for from sure. Africa, coming from, from Asia, the Chinese, whatever. Um, what is it about certain regions that make it more uh, the potential for these sorts of things to flourish and spread? And uh, what what role does the CDC, the United States, our, our federal government, the World Health Organization play in going into these places? Because We've learned we are a global mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. If, if something happens somewhere, we're no longer immune to it like we thought we were in America forever. Right. We thought we had all the answers. We, we assumed our government had vaccines and protections for every single thing. Right. We all watched the doomsday movies, and the not government the always comes through at the end. Yeah. But it's not the case. So what role do we play on a global level when it comes to like taking care of these things the moment we find out and stopping them from spreading? The, the role that, that we play as the WHO, the CDC, the U- United States government is – protecting everyone who has been exposed to this with sort of these cluster vaccines, right? And these cluster therapies, while also it's going to, it's a multi-pronged approach while also realizing that we've had stockpiles of vaccines that Mm. could work against monkeypox and have not distributed them to endemic countries, likely because of racism and colonialism. If you really want to get down to it, right? we're going to hoard these to protect our own people rather than stop monkeypox and other diseases in its tracks. But the opposite effect actually happens when we do that. Bingo. Right. So when we do things like hoard it, that we end up in a situation like this. So there, I'm glad you brought this up because there is a much larger global conversation going on right now about we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Mm -hmm. And also what is going to be step two, right? Great. Let's vaccinate people in these little clusters. You know, there's a little outbreak here in LA. There's little outbreaks all over. There's one growing in Chicago right now because pride just happened. Like all these different things are happening. Great. We need to cluster vaccinate people, identify this, do our contact tracing, all those things. But then, all these extra vaccines we got, why have we not sent them to sub-Saharan Africa or other endemic regions mm-hmm. for monkeypox to stop this in the first place? That is absolutely something that the WHO is discussing openly now. It's just unfortunate that it took this outbreak to do that. Mm. I appreciate the update. What a phenomenal what the hell. Dr. James, you want to stick around and just do other things as oh, well? Oh, sure. You're jack of all trades. Well, I, I want to read some news and I want to talk entertainment. How about that? Perfect. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, so we're talking about this in News on the Beat and um, what's happening in Florida. The Don't Say Gay bill is going into effect officially tomorrow, and teachers are being asked to take down you know rainbow stickers and flags, any sort of photos. If if, if I were a teacher Trash. and I wanted to put a photo up in my classroom, my husband and I would have to take it down. Mm-hmm. It's insane. You can't even have like a pride sticker or a, this is a safe space. Safe space. You can't it's even say safe space. All unacceptable. Uh, they now have to out students to their parents. They have to use the pronouns that were assigned at birth. They're not allowed to to use pronouns that even the family agrees on. Right. Which is just insane. Um, and this is why the internet is now rallying behind another employee whose company demanded he remove a pride flag from his desk. And this has all gone viral as of Tuesday. Um, and this is on, on, on Reddit. Uh, and here's the story. My job forced my coworker to remove his pride flag, stating no flags were allowed, said the employee. Uh, this uh, took place in Michigan, even though other coworkers have football team flags at their desk. Mm-hmm. The worker added that their management reached the decision after a strife broke out among the other employees, because they're hateful and ignorant, uh, one of whom claimed they wanted to hang a straight flag, while another said, I'm bringing a Nazi flag in then. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. First of all, 
What the f is a straight flag? So the, the American flag is that is so that the straight flag? Problematic. No, because it represents all of us. Well, it doesn't. It, it doesn't get. Doesn't I mean, it, it should. Yeah. It doesn't get to be. It doesn't get to be the straight flag. You know, I, a Nazi flag. Like, how do people not get? Uh-huh. That is not the same. We're not comparing apples and oranges. No, and this is you know it's an incredibly long story. But way back in college, uh, I was just coming out, and there were some people who uh, I was an RA on a floor, and I had to make a decision about whether or not these two men who were roommates, who also happened to be a couple, they were being protested that they got allowed to live together because they wouldn't allow other couples to live together. Mm. And so as the RA in the floor, I said, well, they're roommates. Like, that's what they're doing behind closed doors is up to them. And they had a little pride flag on their door. And so some of the other men on this floor said, well, if they can be Fs, we can be Nazis. Wow. And they started hanging Nazi flags. This is in Iowa at Drake University in 1997. They were hanging flags, uh, Nazi flags. They were writing these things on the wall. And so we're still here, however many years later, if they can be F words. No, 25 25 years. Right. We can be Nazis. It's it's not a comparison. Mm -hmm. Waving a pride flag is not hate speech. Waving a pride flag is not endorsing the systematic elimination of a group of people. I I feel that what really bugs conservative people, straight people, non-allies, is that we have pride. Like, what do they have pride in? Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. really think about what, as Americans, right, the the cis, straight, white, non-ally, conservative Americans, what do they have pride in? The fact that we stole an entire nation from indigenous people, mm-hmm. murdered them, slaughtered their families, mm-hmm. forced others to come to our country, enslaved them, and made them build our nation for us. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, African Americans building the White House. We're talking about Chinese Americans building our railway system. Mm-hmm. Like the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, so I I feel like there's a lot of self hatred <laughs> that white people don't realize they have. Uh huh. And so they try to be like, we have pride in this. Do you? You have pride in what? A history of racism and murder? Right. Or the fact that they don't have something that some this rising from triumph sort of and, thing. And to see and, and and here's what I here's what I think some people have issues with: strong women, strong black women, strong queer people. That they look at us and they say, wow, I don't think they can even conceptualize this and they can't wrap their brains around this and they wouldn't articulate this. But I think what happens oftentimes is that they're like, wow, Mm -hmm. we've done everything in our power for 400 years to beat them and keep them down, to kick them and spit on them and make them feel like nothing. And yet they still love each other. Mm -hmm. They still love me in some cases, even though I might not be worthy. Um, and they still rise to the occasion. They mm-hmm. still are phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? I and think, that's threatening. I think that's it, scary. I think it's why people had an issue with Venus and Serena Williams for so many of years. Of course. There's racism at Indian Wells. And, of and course. Around, I feel like that's the, that's the reason that so many people love to see Tiger Woods be dragged down. Well, mm-hmm. he was the, the one black guy for many years who was phenomenal. Black right. and, and Asian, of course. But that was phenomenal. And I think a lot of white people have issues with that. It's why, it's why historically you look at football teams in the NFL and the quarterbacks are almost always white. Correct. They because, think they're the only ones smart enough to right. handle it. There is no, there is no leadership, and this was actually medically taught, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm always going to have that medical spin on things, and this was taught in nursing and medical schools about that there was actually a fundamental difference between the intellect of black people and the intellect of white people, yeah. and that still carries over. Medical providers for for forever think that black women have a a, a higher pain threshold right. like black people period right it, it, but but um, when women are, are giving birth they have a higher uh, mortality rate when they're when they're giving mm-hmm. birth because the belief system is oh they're just stronger they can handle it yep 
it's it's and and it's so all wild. now there we're going to do anything we can because we like to other right and any uh, uh, we like to fear the other and so anyone who is other than me I'm going to fear you and if I'm in a position of power cishet white guy like I'm going to make these uh, asinine archaic silly rules well you can't have flags okay well but you can't take down your you don't have to take down your University of Michigan flag because it's football well, it's not should, hurting anybody that's disgusting <laughs> I'm University Michigan. of Michigan Psst. they're terrible get a real football team. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Why is Elmo back in the news? What's going on? Well, we're going to tell you in 12 minutes. Ah, This this involves the Muppets and (laughs) our our favorite human Muppet, Ted Cruz. Uh, Stick around for that conversation. No, we are not justifying Ted Cruz by allowing him to be a Muppet. Okay. We are not degrading the legacy and legendariness of the Muppets with putting Ted Cruz and Muppets in the same. Can I tell you something? (laughs) I was just texting my husband a moment ago, oh. and now it's word. Uh, what is it when you we talk to text? That's happening right now. Oh, and it's, uh-huh. it's literally dictating every single thing we've said this uh-huh. entire conversation, and it's a <laughs> two paragraph conversation that's going to be sent to my husband. Uh, in a moment. Are you going to send it? Right. Don't edit it whatsoever. Um, what can I say? Some funny things about your husband Emil. We that love will be him. Said. He's um, got a great, great rear end and uh-huh. a great voice. What was that thing you said about Emil earlier? AJ? Okay, we're going to end this conversation. <laughs> wah, wah. I just sent it all to him. <laughs> that's too funny. I love it. Oh, I guess it's time for news on the beat. Shall we get to it? Yeah. We've got a great final hour coming up for you. But before we get there, it's time to do some news. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are urging gay and bisexual men or men who have sex with men to get vaccinated against bacterial meningitis following an outbreak in Florida that already ranks among the worst in U.S. history. Mm. Health officials have reported that there have been at least 26 cases and seven deaths among gay and bisexual men in the state, with Latinos making up about half of those being affected by the disease, this is according to the AP. While the strain affecting gay and bi men is caused by serogroup C, there is an unrelated serogroup B cluster that has emerged among college students in one Florida county. Mm. Stay safe. If it's, so if it's not COVID or, or monkeypox, it's meningitis, just stay safe. And listen, meningitis is, I know you just put them all in the same sentence yes. or whatever, but like meningitis is full stop. Super serious, mega, ultra. This is bad. You don't want to mess around with meningitis. Go get that vaccination. Yes. And and, and, and how, how can people protect themselves against meningitis like this? Get the damn vaccination. The like way. That is the best way. Got and, it. and pay attention to the signs and symptoms that you have. If you're super sensitive to light, your neck hurts, you have this like worst headache of your life. Oh, wow. Those are like some of the classic symptoms of meningitis. So if you know someone who does, like, don't, it's not shady to be like, I don't want to be in contact with you right now until you get this checked out, particularly. Particularly if you're in an area, of course, where this outbreak is happening. Absolutely. Uh, The most recent uh, round of primary elections this week saw wins for LGBTQ lawmakers in at least three states ahead of the general election this November. That's right. Let's celebrate. Something to celebrate. Finally, uh, former meteorologist Eric Sorensen won the Democratic primary for Illinois' 17th Congressional District. Uh, In Colorado, incumbent Jared Paulus uh, will defend his seat against Republican nominee Heidi Ganahl. Elsewhere in the state, incumbent state representative Brianna Titone, the first transgender person to serve in the Colorado legislature, will now face Republican nominee Christina Carlino in the race to represent Colorado's 27th. Also, Oklahoma. Uh, state Representative Maury Turner, the first non-binary person elected to any state legislator. Where the wind big, goes big sweeping wind. down the plane. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. We're supposed to go there soon. Oklahoma. My aunt and uncle and my cousins, who were all at the wedding, they were all from Oklahoma City. 
Which, and, I, which I love. The yeah. first time I ever got on a plane in my life was to fly Southwest Airlines to Oklahoma City All when right, I was a teenager. Oklahoma. They moved there when we were, I was probably in sixth grade. Love and it. And we went to see them, I think, that summer, and it was a blast. Yeah. A lot of tornadoes, though. Gosh. And Honey. hot as the dickens ah, right. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But so much fun. Ain't it? Oh, how about a little bit of weather, shall we? Please. 87 in Miami today, a high of 75 in Seattle, 85 in Denver. I love, love, love Denver. Mm-hmm. 84 here in Los Angeles and 110 in Palm Springs. Stay, it's hot. Stay cool, stay hydrated. How about a vibe of the day? I don't know why there was, I felt like it needed to be sound effects background during your entire news segment there, but you know, we're just going to go with it today. Listen, you gave them uh, to me, so right. you did what needed to be I done. did. That's three Law Roach references now. Uh, vibe of the day, whether you are doing good or bad, listen, people always going to talk. So you might as well keep doing you and focusing on what is in your control. I love that. Uh, Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, is. Okay, uh, I'm out. He's Good having night. beef Bye. with Elmo. We'll tell you why next. Ugh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Who doesn't love a good celebrity feud, especially when it involves a real-life Muppet and an actual Muppet? We're talking Ted Cruz of Texas and Elmo of Sesame Street. Take a listen. Now Daddy has super-duper bandages just like Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) You were super-duper today getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but that was okay. I was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> I lo- okay, well. First of all, is he talking to Peter Griffin? Right? <laughs> From Family, Family Guy? It's like, wait a minute, did we throw a third uh, non-existing celebrity in here? That was very odd. Well, we're so proud of you, Elmo. I'm like, that's Peter Griffin. We are proud of Elmo for getting his vaccine, uh, but somebody clearly is not. Ted Cruz, very upset. He got in a fight last year with Big Big Bird. Lost that no, one no. over the same same conversation. This dude. Um, and this, this video has got him very, very upset, uh, and, and he's letting the world know about it. I, it it's wild to me. 
Um, he responded to this video. He said, yes. you then have Elmo aggressively advocate for vaccinating children under five, but you cite zero scientific evidence for this. Learn more is what he posted. And then he Dude. posted a link to his website. Um, Plen- plenty of scientific evidence, plenty of research about this. 19 of the 21 people on the committees have voted in favor of rec- referring, recommending these vaccines for people under five. It's just, I, I, I know it's that this whole thing is political and that's all he's doing with this. But I, I do applaud the American Academy of Pediatrics and the CDC for using whatever tactics that they can to educate people about the vaccinations. Because whether we like it or not, COVID is still here and it is still a really big deal for a lot of people. And things like this make me really angry because instead of doing what Ted Cruz needs to be doing to serve his constituency. He's just trying to keep his name in in lights and in the media. We're talking about him here by doing these stupid asinine things like going after someone like Elmo. Well, it's it's mm. it's again, it's it's the Republican Party doing what they accuse us of always doing. Uh-huh. Like right. they you you think that we're you think we're like grooming children? You think that we're trying to manipulate people? No, we're just trying to give people the information to make the best choices for themselves. That's it. Yep. Like these conspiracy theories that have run rampant in the Republican Party and these ultra MAGA Trumpers uh, for years now, of, of which Ted Cruz is one of those people, by yeah. the way. Yep. He, we're talking about Ted Cruz, who, while debating with Donald Trump, Donald Trump was making fun of his wife and calling her uh-huh. ugly. Uh-huh. And then somehow Ted Cruz turns around and becomes one of his biggest supporters and advocates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think that's about? Like, what actually is going on there, right? It's about power. Uh-huh. That's it. I'm going to latch on to whoever has power, whoever's in control at this, that moment. This is because... a guy who went went to Mexico on a vacation at the height of the pandemic, uh-huh. left and his state. When his state was freezing yes. and people didn't have power. And yes. you you are elected to serve your constituency. But yet he still denied climate change uh-huh. while there were snowstorms and ice storms freezing in Texas. Freezing in Texas. And instead so. he's like, I'm going to sneak off to Mexico. And then, of course, snuck back and it turned into a whole thing. I, I, I don't understand... I mean, I do understand the playbook of the Republicans and and far right wingers who do things exactly like this. Just to your point, AJ, is that this is a distraction technique. And we're talking about it now because it's important for us to bring awareness to what these idiots are doing so that we know how to combat it Mm -hmm. so that we can continue to support organizations like Sesame Street, who have honestly Sesame Street's been tackling stuff for a long time. Sesame Street was one of the first TV shows to talk about the AIDS epidemic long before adult grown TV shows. They've been dealing with race for decades. It's, it's interesting that these once beloved uh, institutions like Sesame Street or even Mr. Rogers, he handled a lot of the stuff with mm, so much grace and tact. So. And people are turning on them. They're turning <laughs> on them just like they turned on ah. Disney. These conservatives are wild. Uh, aren't they wild? There's nothing that is 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 good enough for them nope. if it's not like hetero, cis, Christian, ultra-right uh-huh. Uh-huh. belief systems. I wonder if Elmo read a passage from the Bible Don't that even. said that... Don't even Never, start. I'm not, I'm not going there. I that can't. could be a whole other conversation. Bye. Tell me something good. All right. Way before uh, Kathy Hilton was saying hunky dory, making that a catchphrase on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, <laughs> uh, a little known artist by the name of David Bowie released an album called Hunky Dory 50, 50 years ago. December 17th, 1971. That's wild. So. Uh, 50 years. Yeah. Mattel has now uh, released a David Bowie Barbie doll dressed in a powder blue suit. 
It's about to hit store shelves. Um, they announced this just yesterday, and it's a their second David Bowie doll in their signature collection. Um, and pretty exciting stuff, you know. Uh, David Bowie, an icon for so many reasons, sort of bent gender norms. And, and if David Bowie were alive today, the conversation might be very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but an icon. Anyway, it's like he's just just incredible and did so much for music and changing people's perception about what is masculine. Mm. Right. And what is allowable for at the time someone who identified as a cisgender man will never know if they were potentially non-binary. Excellent question. Producer Vanessa. Yeah. Like but, who knows? Yeah. And it's interesting because like today, like I guess the kids kind of have Harry Styles who kind of like toes the line a little mm. bit. We have Billy Porter who is very like openly like just out there and living live in their best lives and like mm-hmm. but like david bowie is an icon so yeah. this is pretty cool yeah I, I think that for someone who is that big to to have done what they did yeah and now but, it's yeah. a it a legacified yeah lega, lega, legacified also, who's, who's, as a doll who's getting this doll is it little kids who have no idea who david bowie is or, or is it people that are our age and older who are like collectors they're for sure getting this doll yeah. and they're hopefully going to get it right next to the laverne cox doll right yes. Remember, they just did it all too that's too awesome what do you have for us uh, listen, a gas station owner in Phoenix is doing what I think so many other gas station owners should have been doing this entire time because we're all paying too much for gas. So not me. Is selling gas at nearly half a dollar less than a less a gallon than other stations as the city uh, as prices rise in the city of Phoenix. So I'm going to try that one more time for those of you listening, so I don't make your ears bleed. He's selling gas for like fifty cents less than everybody else. Wow! And because he's like, listen. Gas is too expensive. Like, I'm making money on this regardless. Gas is too expensive, and it's driving a ton, a ton of business to their gas station, which I think is really smart. Because guess what? Spoiler alert, BP, ExxonMobil, Shell, they're all making record profits right now. Yep. Gas prices are not so high because Joe Biden's a bad president. Gas prices are high because they're greedy and they're trying to make up for people not driving for a year or so because of the pandemic and people not flying. And now they're charging so much money and making more money than ever. So, again, it's not the people. Uh We're not the problem. It's It's, corporations. It's capitalism Uh right? and the corporate monster. And, you know, this uh, Singh who owns the gas station um, is actually Sikh as a religious practice and Mm. said that helping humanity and part of his religious values factored into the business decisions to keep gas prices low. And so, you know, I I, no secret that I'm not a big proponent of religion, like any religion whatsoever. But if it those types of practices are driving you to just help humanity. Yeah. Especially in a way that's like, I don't need to gouge everyone and their grandmother for gas because yeah, life's hard right now. Being kind to others doesn't need to be a religious thing. 100%. So, so whatever works for you, works for you. We love that. Uh, thank you so much again for being here, Dr. James Simmons. My uh, pleasure. You're going to be here once, one more day tomorrow. Un día más. Going to wrap up the week together. And then also, uh, just want to remind you that right now we have three hours of specially curated music just for you, followed by Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, uh, capped off by Love Line tonight with Dr. Chris Donahue. Mm-hmm. We will see you or... You will hear us Mm -hmm. tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.